And we join now by Nadir Token, analyst at 27.4 Investment Managers. Good morning, Nadir. Good morning, Sakina. Nadir, let's start by taking a look at the impact of the interest rate hike on the markets. Yes, yeah, Sakina, I mean, it was broadly positive, wasn't it? So it was a 50 basis point increase, which many analysts, uh, you know, had predicted and which is what we spoke about yesterday. Um, you know, but I, th- I think the markets generally, uh, you know, like the fact that uh, the Reserve Bank is maintaining its independence. Um, they like the fact that they're acting decisively to counter the fact that, uh, you know, inflation is spiraling and, uh, you know, is likely to increase further given the outlook to, to, to food prices. And let's say, Netanyahu was very clear about that in his speech yesterday when he said that food inflation is uh, poised to peak at, uh, you, you know, in double digits and then uh, ease to just outside the, 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 the 3 to 6% target band. And overall inflation is also going to peak outside the band and then moderate to back within the band by the first quarter of next year. So, you know, we, we, we saw stocks broadly up. Um, you know, that was obviously on the back of other factors like improving global sentiment. That's why we saw the oil price rally. Uh, we saw generally global stock markets, uh, you know, in, 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 the, in the day quite so decisively up. Um, you know, we saw U.S. equities up nicely. So, you know, a lot of that was also sentiment, uh, sentiment driven in terms of positive global sentiment. But we saw the RAND uh, strengthen quite substantially, Sakina. In fact, at one point it touched 16 Rand 15 uh, to the dollar, which is levels we haven't seen in a very long time, particularly, uh, you know, the one-way track downwards that we've seen sort of, uh, you know, since December 9th um, of, of, of last year. So, you know, I think uh, broadly speaking, the markets reacted positively. Unfortunately, the impact on the economy is going to be that growth is going to weaken even further. And, uh, you know, Lesetje Kanyaku did allude to the fact that they revised the economic growth forecast downwards. And now they forecast economic growth for 2016 to be below 1%, so at 0.9%, and uh, then accelerating marginally into 2017 and onwards. So, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's going to bite the consumer. It's going to hurt the economy a little bit. Uh, you know, but the fact that inflation is peaking outside the 3 to 6% target band and, uh, you know, the Reserve Bank for now has an inflation targeting mandate. They are discussing possibly uh, different targets such as nominal GDP, but at the moment those are just discussions. So given the inflation targeting mandate, which they currently have, um, you know, the interest rate increase was, uh, was widely applauded by, by, by uh, foreign investors in the South African economy. And just looking at uh, the uh, forecast for less than 1% economic growth and gazing into your crystal ball, Nadir, how many more hikes do you think we can look forward to this year? Yeah, look, Sakina, I mean, it's obviously going to depend on the profile of inflation and where the RAND goes. Um, you know, so a big chunk of the 50 basis point hike which happened uh, yesterday was because the RAND has been so exceptionally weak, and that has been very, very inflationary. And then obviously, the biting drought with a 20 billion rand of maize imports, uh, you know, impacting uh, sort of food inflation, you know, that obviously had a very, very big role to play. So, you know, let's jog our mind back. From, from a year ago, we now, the, the benchmark repo rate at 6.75% is now 1% higher than it was a year ago. 
Um, you know, we, when the interest rate hiking cycle started, uh, you know, we thought that it will be around a, a 100 basis point increase uh, in, in terms of this hiking cycle and won't be a very deep hiking cycle given how weak the underlying economy is. However, um, you know, the, the, the drastically weakening rand has uh, markedly, uh, you know, changed that, 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 that outlook. So, you know, if the rand continues to weaken, Sakina, you know, we could see a further 50 basis point increase in interest rates. Uh, you know, if the rand stabilizes, I think what will happen is that, um, you know, and we start to see uh, inflation numbers sort of moderating because demand will be exceptionally weak. Um, you know, we do know that. So, you know, it's really all cost push-driven inflation. So it's all about the RAND and the extent to which it has depreciated and, uh, you know, the, the, the biting effects of the drought. So if the RAND strengthens, um, you know, quite markedly uh, and, uh, before the next MPC meeting, we could see them stay on hold for the next meeting and uh, sort of uh, take a wait-and-see approach as to where inflation is going. But if the RAND depreciates further, you know, we could see further hikes up to 50 basis points or so more, um, you know, before the end of the year. So, you know, I think in an ideal world, the Reserve Bank would probably want to keep uh, in, uh, interest rate hikes now relatively well contained, uh, but it's going to depend on how the RAND behaves, and that's very subject to global sentiment and, uh, you know, how, chi how China progresses to sorting out the issues and what happens with our current account deficit. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens, Sakina. And then uh, the Bank of Japan, as uh, I was uh, reading the report there, they've adopted negative interest rate policies. So, so, so what does that mean and what actually, you know, are the impacts of that likely to be? Yeah, Sakina, in fact, uh, you know, this is not the first central bank that we've seen doing this. We've seen uh, the ECB, the European Central Bank, already embarking on negative interest rates last year. Um, essentially what it means is, uh, you know, so if we put this into context, um, in South Africa, if a Standard Bank, a First National Bank or a Barclays Bank, for example, wants to borrow money from the central bank, they need to pay the central bank 6.75% to borrow that money. Um, you know, and then when they borrow it out to the public like you and I uh, to buy a home or buy a car, they add a margin over and above that, um, you know, in order to make a profit. So they charge us, for example, 10.75% or, you know, 11% interest, which is, which is a little bit above prime. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's essentially the, how the banks make money is that spread over the rate at which they borrow from the central bank um, and extend credit to the public. Now, in Japan, that interest rate where the, um, where the retail banks are borrowing from the Bank of Japan is in actual fact negative now. So, you know, they kind of really discourage uh, the banks from keeping deposits at the central bank because they actually lose money by keeping deposits at the central bank. And they're encouraging uh, the retail banks to extend that credit to the public in order to boost spending. So, you know, we know that inflation is very, very low in Japan because they have an aging population. And uh, the aging population, it's not in their interest for prices to go up. And that's obviously very harmful to economic growth because it delays spending, it delays investments because it's cheaper to do that in the future. So essentially what the Bank of Japan is trying to do is counteract the deflationary uh, effects on the economy and encourage uh, the banks to extend credits to the markets and in so doing, um, you know, encourage spending and encouraging investments. And it's also encouraging individuals to not keep deposits at their retail bank accounts because it act they're actually being charged 
to do that instead of earning interest on their, on, on their deposits at the bank. So it's all about counteracting inflation and getting economic growth going and, you know, long-term sorting out structural issues within the, the Japanese economy, Sakina. But, uh, you know, the central bank has embarked upon a very, very stimulatory uh, monetary policy path for a while now, ever since, uh, you know, Abenomics was, was announced a couple of years ago. And, uh, you know, the quantitative easing program which they've embarked on has also been ramped up, uh, you know, as they discussed in the meeting yesterday. Uh, but unfortunately, it's been to little avail, Sakin, and that's really due to structural issues in the underlying economy. So easy monetary policy has to be uh, continued and possibly ramped up in order to counter, uh, counteract those, those, those harmful effects.